Four times daily with the windows open. You're listening to Radioactive, Britain's first national local radio station. And now we welcome Radio 4 listeners to the programme. No, I'm sorry. And now we welcome Radio 4. Listeners to the... (laughs) And now we welcome Radio 4 listeners to the programme... And now we welcome radio. Four listeners to the program. <laughs> Four listeners? Is that all? It's hardly worth carrying on. Radioactive. Right now we join Mike Flex and Mike Channel for the next half hour with What's News. This is Mike Channel. And Mike Flix. With this week's... What's News? Here on... Radio... Active. Right. It's 14 minutes to... The hour. Hi, Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. Yes, it must be. Good to see you. Just the usual pair of jeans. And what have you got on tonight? That's right, Mike. And later on... <laughs> Here on... What's News? We'll be talking to... Simon Chang. In Tokyo. Hello, Simon. Hello. <laughs> to Dick Bergman. In New York. Hello, Dick. Hi, Mike. And to John Downs. In Watford. Hello, John. <laughs> uh, well, we seem to be having a bit of difficulty getting Watford. So, uh, first off, here on What's News, the news program that brings you news about news and views about news. But let's you choose your views about the news and views behind the news in the views of the news. What? what? Sorry. <laughs> let's begin with the time at 14 minutes to with news. And it's news of a programme you'll be able to hear tomorrow night here on Radioactive. So it's over to you, Anna. And look ahead to tomorrow night on Radioactive, when, amongst other things, you'll be able to hear how to make a bedside lamp out of just a piece of wire, one light bulb and a lampshade. How you can make a cheese omelette using only three eggs, a frying pan and a lump of cheddar. And, of course, there'll be the final set of instructions for all of those of you making a Geiger counter out of two milk bottle tops and a toilet roll. (laughs) That's all on Today in Parliament, tomorrow night at 2am. Radioactive. And now, Radioactive presents... Commercial time. Hello, honest Ron here with exciting news about my brand new money-saving airline. Yes, other airlines may be able to offer you luxuries such as champagne, in-flight movies and seats, but... We at Honest Ron's Airways will provide you with a flight you can afford. For just 75p, you can step on a plane at Luton and within 24 hours, step off again at Gatwick. (laughs) And and our safety record is second to none. How many crashes have we had since we started, eh? Correct. 25. (laughs) Every company experiences teething troubles in the first week. Yes, sir. It'll be a flight you'll never forget from the time your knuckles turn white to the moment you regain consciousness. Fly me, and you'll never want to fly with anybody else. Fly with Honest Ron, the others are a con. Honest Ron, as advertised in Next Life. And uh, welcome back. You're listening to What's News? Here on Radioactive. And we've just been handed a piece of urgent traffic news. For all you motorists on the M1. Over to you, Mike. What? Have you, have you got it? No, I gave it to you. No, you didn't. Well, never mind. It wasn't very important, was it? No. Uh, something to do with an accident, wasn't it? Multiple pile-up or something. Yeah. Near Birmingham. Or Leeds, was it? Yeah, one of the two. Or Edinburgh. Yeah, northbound carriageway? North or south, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right, well, uh, watch out for that. <laughs> in the meantime, here's Lascivia, who works here in Radioactive's shop downstairs in the foyer. Hi, Lascivia. What are some of the bargains on offer down there currently? Hello, Mike. 
Well, I'm here to tell you about one or two of the bargains on offer down here in the radioactive foyer currently. Yes, what are they? And let me tell you what they are. <laughs> yes, what are they? Well, Mike, have we got some bargains for you? Sorry? Uh, have we got some bargains for you? Ah. Yes, indeed, Mike. That's right. Let me see now. Our most popular, I suppose, is still the radioactive T-shirt. And how much are they? Let me tell you how much they are. <laughs> yes, how much are they? Good question, Mike. They're just two fifty. However large you may, however large you may be. And uh, what sizes do they come in? And in case you're wondering what sizes they come in, <laughs> well. We have them in small, medium, large or extra large. In case any of you are carrying a little excess baggage. And the extra large size are for any of those of you carrying a little excess baggage. <laughs> uh, another another, another favourite are the radioactive car stickers. And how much are they? Just walk into the foyer and pick them up, Mike. They're available from the foyer? No, no. Need to pay. No, no need to pay. We, we give them away free. Uh, free? Great. It's been a pleasure, Mike. Uh, well, thanks very much, Lysivia. Bye, Mike. Uh, bye, Lysivia. Thank you. Good. <laughs> but now on What's News, uh, we go over to Nigel Pry for this week's Behind Closed Doors. Thanks, Mike. Well, I have with me the owner of one of the only all-British vineyards. I certainly am. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Now, where exactly is this vineyard of yours? Manchester. Manchester? Uh, yes, I felt a vineyard was something that Manchester lacked, and I'm happy to have filled that lack. Don't you have a problem with sunshine? Uh, fortunately not. There's very little sunshine in Manchester. <laughs> but doesn't that affect the grapes? Uh, grapes? Those are those green squashy things, are they? That's right. Ah, no, they just grow nice and small. <laughs> I see. Well, uh, what kind of wine do you make? I'm sorry? What sort of wine do you produce? Uh, how do you mean, wine? Well, you make wine from the grapes, don't you? Can you do that? <laughs> how do you make this uh, wine, you then? Cr you crush the grapes. Oh, yeah. And what happens then? Well, the grape juice turns into wine. Ah. And the sticks? What sticks? The sticks that the grapes grow on. Well, they're no use. Well, that's what I've been selling. <laughs> do people buy them? Well, the, the funny thing is... No, they don't, no. <laughs> Between you and me, Nigel, I think it's because uh, they're probably no use with grapes all over them. Anyway, goodbye. And news just in of the multiple pile-up on the M1. It's now increased by several miles since we last mentioned it, as it's evidently on the southbound carriageway. Sorry about that. Commercial <laughs> time. Are you equipped with O and A levels, quick wits, more brain than brawn, fair judgment, compassion and a capacity to act swiftly? Then the police force has no use for you. If you're a brainless bastard over six foot with big feet who enjoys beating people up and getting paid for it, then why not consider a career in the police force? All that's needed is a keen interest in crime and all the advantages of a police protection racket can be yours. Plus, a great social life. We stopped an ordinary constable on the beat and asked him why he joined the force. Excuse me, Constable. What made you choose the police force as a career? What? Um, <laughs> why did you choose the... Oh, I was just wondering why you... Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, there are, there are plenty of openings today in one of the world's oldest and most worthwhile professions. 
Sir Robert Merck says... The police force? I'm convinced it's a major contribution to something or other. <laughs> England's the safest country in the world. Help keep it that way. Well, right now we've got something different, as they say, because uh, we're giving an amateur disc jockey his first break. And he's uh, taking up part of our show, is he, Mike? Well, you could say that. Anyway, mm -hmm. here he is, and he comes to us from Hospital Radio, uh -huh. so he should have some funny stories about that, Mike. Mm -hmm. He certainly better have, Mike, yeah. <laughs> so, welcome to Stephen uh, Stewart. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. It's uh, actually Stuart, Steve Stewart. Remember the name, you'll hear it again. <laughs> anyway, hi, Mike. <laughs> Hello, Stephen, and uh, what have you got on for us today? Oh, just the usual pair of jeans. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. I, I think Mike meant, what are you going to be doing on the show? Oh, I see. Well, well, it's a pretty exciting mix of music and chat with a few old puns to get the groans and a lot of jokes that I write myself, which go down a storm at the hospital. <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, uh, tell us a bit about hospital radio, Stephen. You must have some funny stories about it. <laughs> I certainly have. I, I remember last week a guy came in here and he was bandaging, bandaging himself up all over, you see. And they got these three top surgeons to operate. <laughs> and it turned out, uh, it turned out all he'd done was stub his toe. <laughs> <laughs> A friend of Mike's went into hospital with a stub toe. Yeah, they're pretty funny, aren't they? He died of gangrene. <laughs> anyway, Steve, the show's all yours. Uh, uh, thanks, Mike. Uh, sorry about your friend dying. Think nothing of it. Uh, he certainly didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, that's true, Mike, yeah. Well, off you go, Stephen. Well, I I'd like to start with a, a dedication for Mr and Mrs Johnson, who are both 40 this week, and next week celebrate their third wedding anniversary. Um, How's it going? What? Any problems? Um, well, actually, I'm finding it a bit difficult to concentrate. Oh, yes, yeah, probably not used to the professional setup. all the flashing lights. Probably not used to the microphones, are you? Well, probably don't I've... use them in the hospital, just go around the ward shouting through a loud halo, is mm. <laughs> Never mind, we'll cover for you, yes. Well, that seems to be it from Stephen Stewart. Yes, indeed. Give us 50 years and we'll make him an overnight star. <laughs> yes, I mean, indeed. I, I'm finished. Uh, well, I'm sure that before you leave, Stephen, you'll want to see around the station. And Mike and I will be only too delighted to tell you exactly where to go. We will indeed. <laughs> Bye, Stephen. Radioactive. And a news item has just been handed to me. Oh, and it's just been taken away from me again. More news of that later. It's time to precisely here on Radioactive, and that means it's time for Radioactive's... Pollen count. <laughs> Good news for you uh, hay fever sufferers. The pollen count today is nil, as all the pollen counters are on strike. <laughs> well, first it was skateboards, then came disco dancing, and now it's logical positivism. Georges Dupont, the Sacha Distel of the philosophy scene, could scarcely leave his hotel room without being mobbed, stripped naked, and asked desperately searching questions by almost hysterical fans. Well, uh, now, ten years after his death, we are indeed fortunate to have with us in the studio the woman that was always at his side, who has at last agreed to speak publicly about their relationship and about the philosophy of Georges Dupont. Miss Julet. Oh, yes. Uh, did you know Georges Dupont very well? You mean, uh, no, in the biblical sense? Uh, no, I meant more in the mind-meets-mind mind sense. No. In the biblical sense, then. Did you know him? 
George was a magnificent lover. Was he? Was he? To make love with him was like nothing else on earth. And what's that like? It is like riding on a roller coaster through the wildest states of the Amazon jungle without a seatbelt. You enjoyed it? He was a magnificent lover. But what about his philosophy? Oh, he was a great philosopher. Yes, he was indeed. And a magnificent lover. <laughs> yes, that's true. You knew him? Not in the biblical sense, no. <laughs> Shame, he didn't discriminate. But what about his, his philosophy? Would you say he loved that too? Oh yes, he loved his philosophy, but most of all, he loved me. When the lights faded low over the Rue de la Madeleine, when even those whistling writers had stopped to whistle, he would turn to me and say, Anne-Marie-Claire-Louis-Simon. And I would say, Georges? And he would say, Philosophy is a game for mugs. I liked best to make whoopee. <laughs> to make whoopee? Yes, to make whoopee. Was he a good chef? No! To make whoopee is to make a love. So he didn't talk about his philosophy a great deal then? Sometimes I would ask him about his philosophy, but his reply was always Kurt. What did he say? Kurt. <laughs> and right now we have a dedication here. Yes, and it goes out to all you youngsters in 14 King Street, and it says, Happy anniversary, one year in your new flat. And it comes from your landlord, and he says that the lease runs out on the 17th, and he'd like you out by the end of the week. <laughs> Well, news up to the minute coming in all the time, but right now it's time for our wander through the radioactive archives. And today we've got a recording from 1953. I have come to this charming factory in Yorkshire, and I'm going now to talk to one of the colourful workers. Excuse me, my good fellow. Who, me, Mum? Yes, you, Jack. What do you do here in this steel factory? I am a steel worker. Hard work, eh, Jack? Yes, Mum. Still, you get a lot of fun out of it, don't you? No, Mum. Bloody awful job. <laughs> Still, you look jolly cheerful. Yes, Mum. Why's that, Jack? Drunk, Mum. <laughs> I drink 12 pints every lunchtime. That helps me keep cheerful, all right. Well, it's about time for me to say farewell to this lovely factory. Do you have any requests, Jack? Yes, Mum. You come round the back of my machine and we'll have a right old session. Right ho, Jack. Oh, and you better turn that ruddy machine off. <laughs> right now, it's time for our Behind Closed Doors spot. And this week, uh, we're taking a look behind the scenes of the record business to see how a new group gets the breaks. Oh, oh, come in, boys, come in. Thank you, Mr. Essen. No, 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 call me Don. Don. Right, great. <laughs> OK, OK. Now, I'm not going to beat about the bush, all right? I like the record. Oh, great. I love it. I adore it. I haven't heard it myself from his secretary. says it's a smash. <laughs> now, I've just got one word to say about the single. 
LP. LP? Yeah, yeah, LP. You see, you lot can do the singles market as easy as you could say. Beat Ray Charles at table tennis. <laughs> Great joke, yeah, I know. Okay, just one thing. Right, just one thing you need for the LP. Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr? All right, all right. Maybe Ringo Starr wasn't the best drum in the world. <laughs> all right, maybe it wasn't the best drum in the Beatles, but he's a name. <laughs> Ringo Starr? Yeah, all right, all right. We don't have to have Ringo Starr. Oh, good, good. good yeah. We could have John Conti. John Conti? Yeah, John Conti. Good idea. Then we get the black market and the boxing market. <laughs> Can he sing? Can he sing? John Conti? Can he sing? <laughs> Probably not. Well, then, hey, then, he's better if he can't, eh? One of you lot can dub his voice and we don't have to pay him for the singing. No, no. Second thoughts, no. No? No, we need the youth market. So, John Conti sings... The Six Pistols. Six Pistols? No, no, you're right again, John. No, not enough family appeal. So, John Conti and Val Dunican sing the Sex Pistols. No, no, hum the Sex Pistols. <laughs> now, nostalgia, the biggest thing around somebody old, somebody very, very old. Um, come on, come on, suggestions, come uh, on. Gary Glitter. No, not that old. Um... <laughs> I've, got it. I've got it. Buddy Ollie. But he's dead. Right, exactly. <laughs> we tie him with his first ever posthumous tour and save on accommodation costs. Yeah, well, that's it. Terrific, eh? But what about us? Oh, you lot. Well, you look and piss off. <laughs> well, as you know, on Radioactive, we've always been strong believers in the freedom of speech, and it's time for our soapbox corner. And as usual, we've invited members of the public to phone in and to put their views across on any subject which they feel particularly grieved about. And today we hear, first of all, from David McGregor. Hello, David. Aye, well, the thing I feel most strongly about is uh, the polis. What the hell do I think they are, eh? Why don't they leave us alone? Uh, sorry to butt in here, David. Uh, who are we talking about? The polis. The Polish. No, the Polis. Ah, oh, the Polish people, yeah. No, the Polis, the pigs, you can Uh, pigs. Aye, the bloody animals. I'm sorry, are you saying that pigs are animals or Polish people are animals? <laughs> no, the Poles, it's the pigs, for God's sake. Uh, good, well, that's a fairly controversial viewpoint there. <laughs> uh, for any Polish farmers who are listening. Um, Patrick Linnell, you are our second caller today. What is your particular grievance? I'd like to talk about football hooligans, surely. Uh, Mike, yes. Um, <laughs> what do you think ought to be done about them? I think they ought to be short. Short? Mm. Do you think they should be smaller? No, I think they, they should be short in their legs. Short in the legs, yes. And how would reducing their height solve the problem? No, no, shit them. Well, quite. But how would reducing their height solve the problem? You don't seem to understand me, surely. Uh, Mike, yes. Uh, good, well, that's an interesting theory, shortening football fans. Uh, I don't see it myself, but never mind. Um, and lastly, we have Dorothy Kinsman of Berkshire. Dorothy. Thank you. Well, my complaint concerns the problem of pits. Uh, pits. Coal pits? What? No, pits that people take for walks in public places and let them file the pavements. File the pavements? I'm sorry? I'm sorry, are we talking about civil servants? Oh, no, dogs and things making messes all over the Tyne. The Tyne? Is this in Newcastle? What? 
Good, well, that's food for thought. Dorothy, they're suggesting that we should file pits in Newcastle. Uh, but I'm afraid that's all for this week's Soapbox Corner, as it's time for a commercial break. And now, Radioactive presents... Commercial time. Hello. Honest Ron here. I've got one thing to say to you. Insurance. Now, let's be honest, life is uncertain. It's a bit of a risk, and sometimes it can be downright bloody dangerous. One day, you're walking down a quiet street, suddenly a car pulls up. Five out-of-work jockeys get out and smashing your kneecaps. <laughs> Here's just one example. Well, as you know, Ron, I was just walking home from your place feeling pretty good. I mean, what would a 50 quid? I just won a few at poker, yeah? Then suddenly, these five out-of-work jockeys come out of this alleyway and start telling me about insurance. Well, like a fool, I told them I wasn't interested. The next thing I know, they're running off down the street with my kneecaps. <laughs> and this could happen to anyone. But this is where I come in. For just £20 per month, I can guarantee that no out-of-work jockeys will come round bothering you at four in the morning. <laughs> Isn't that a small price to pay for the comfort and security of your own kneecaps? Keep your kneecaps safe with good old honest Ron. Well, we've come to the end of What's News this week. So here's a final rundown on today's news. Ten assassinations. Nine bombings. Eight crashes. Seven earthquakes. Six invasions. Five border skirmishes. Four forest fires. Three French strikes. Two turtles dead. And West Ham lose at home to Liverpool. <laughs> Finally, a look at one of the happier stories of the day. Win Wan, the female panda, arrived all the way from China to be mated with our very own Wang Wang. <laughs> the two were introduced as crowds of laughing schoolchildren applauded. As Wang Wang broke out of the cage and killed ten of them before being destroyed. <laughs> so that's it from us. Join us next week at the slightly later time of four o'clock in the morning. Right now, we turn to pop music, and news this week that the big American West Coast band The Beagles have been in England for the past ten months. And so here they are on Radioactive for the very first time. Singing their latest hit, Bat Guano. Not sure what guano means, Mike. Any ideas? Uh, yes, ornithological detritus, I think. Huh? Uh, desiccated feces. Oh, bird? Uh -huh. <laughs> There's an old shack near a dirt track. Where aging rock stars go and contemplate, then urinate and sing kind of slow. There's a taverna with a Bunsen burner where they cook their beans and remember, and remember the old west and how things used to be.
Cadillacs It's a freeway and a smokeless zone And the Taverna's a McDonald's And my friends are Ansophones And there's a country up a gum tree Called the U.S. of A And there's an asshole And there's an asshole In the White House And we long for those bygone days Of California Desperado Cause there's bad guano Radioactive, starring the cast of Radioactive with a guest appearance by this week's guest star. The show was written by the authors and produced by a BBC producer.